Welcome back to Kenny and the Coaches. On this episode, I talk with Southwestern University assistant football coach Kenan White. This past season was Coach White's first season not only at Swasu, but in the college ranks. He was previously the head football coach at Maud. Here's my conversation with Coach Kenan White. Coach White, thanks for taking time to visit with me a little bit today. No problem. No problem. I, I look forward to it. I'm excited. Yeah. Now, you're in the, up at Southwestern now. Kind of how's things going up there so far? Things are going good. Uh, last year was a, a really good growing experience for me, eye-opening uh, learning experience. Uh, it's been a little crazy, you know, since December. Uh, our head coach, uh, January 2nd, got a got a job as a director of player personnel at University of North Texas. Mm. Uh, so we've had a lot of coaching changes going on over here. Yeah. Uh, been a lot of uh, uncertainty of who's going to be, who's, who's going to be the next head guy, who's staying, who's not, who's getting let go. Uh, so for me, that, that's been a uh, – it, it was a stressful month and a half. And then our head – our defense coordinator is now our head coach. And mm-hmm. uh, we've got everybody finally kind of set in place. And uh, things are really going good, really smooth. But the way our programs continue to grow and trend, we're, I'm really excited about. Yeah, I mean, I noticed you guys kind of took leaps from, I mean, it was from a couple of years ago, not winning a game, winning a few more games this past season. And I'm sure yeah. it's, you know, it's Yeah, the limit. you know, when we, when we took over that staff that I was part of, when we came in they, the year before, they were 0 11. Mm. Uh, this year we won four games. And honestly, we should have won about three or four more. Uh, if the ball bounces the right way or mm-hmm. uh, a couple of things go the right way. And, Things are different. Uh, you know, we lost one one game. The ball hit the upright of the field goal post and bounces in. So <laughs> nice. yeah, that's one of those. You, you're close. You're right there on the edge. You just keep the keep the wheels turning. You, you, it's turning in the right direction for sure. Yeah. Now, when you mention the last name of White in southwestern Oklahoma, you think of football. You think of Tipton football. I mean, you were a part of that tradition at Tipton. Talk a little bit about what football means there. Well, uh, so yes, it's the white. It's the white last name is a, a pretty big one in Tipton. Uh, so, a little background on that. You know, I am uh, a grandson of uh, Parker White, and he had five sons. Uh, <laughs> and out of those five sons, uh, you have uh, like four coaches and one ag teacher. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. When you talk about coaching, I mean, we coach is kind of in the in the blood, you know. Uh, and my coach, uh, when I was in high school, so my freshman and sophomore year, was Coach Turbo, mm-hmm. Jim Turbo. Um, and then he also was still my head coach my junior, senior year. But Travis White, which is now the head coach of Tipton, was my defensive coordinator my junior and senior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, my junior year. Um, in high school, we went to uh, uh, we went up to DCLA and upset them. Uh, coach Thompson, uh, you know, a great coach, you know, that we're, we dearly miss. Mm-hmm. Uh, we upset him my junior year, and that was the first time that they'd been to the state finals since 1997. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Travis, you know, was the defense coordinator there. We got beat state finals that next year, and then the next year, I won it as the senior, and Travis was still the defensive coordinator as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So, you know, you talk about the white name, uh, you know, if you, you go back and look at uh, kind of the track of who was on that team, uh, you know, Kerry White, which is my cousin, Gerald White, it's also my cousin. We're all playing together underneath Travis. So yeah. <laughs> it's been a it's family affair for quite a while. And then, you know, uh, after Turbo stepped down to be the head, you know, Travis has been the head coach since. And, they still just been rolling over there ever since. Yeah, man, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, he's—I'd interviewed him a while back, and yep. I'd I kind of brought up the fact he's got the best state championship winning percentage of any head coach still coaching. You know, that's, that's well, I know he, I, I think it's seven out of the last eleven. So I did them for him as a head coach. Yeah, boy, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's, that's the one. That's, yeah. That's just, that's just, Kind of breaking. Onto his program. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, he kind of broke up a little bit uh, there. But, uh, Sorry about that. No, you're good. You're good. Now, one thing I've always kind of talked about with eight-man or people that are involved in the eight-man game, and, and you were involved in it, is yes. the eight-man athlete. I've always kind of thought that when it comes to playing at the next level, there's colleges kind of have a kind of a, a bias towards the eight-man athlete. Do you think – do you think that's kind of there? And if it is, do you think it's kind of getting better? Because it seems like I've noticed more and more eight-man kids are getting looks at, at colleges. Uh, I will, I'll tell you honestly, you know, when I came from the eight-man game, uh, I had that same view of, man, college was biased. College was biased, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and after being in it and recruiting it, uh, it's not that college is biased. It's – there's more, top, more athletes in a bigger school mm -hmm. than what I'm going to go find at one high school. So, sure. you know, sure. you don't see a lot of colleges at eight-man games for the simple fact that they may be there to see one player. Mm -hmm. And it's not it's not that I could go to Lawton High or Central Marlowe. Well, maybe I may see one player at Central mm -hmm. and Lawton High, I may see six. Sure. So, it's mm -hmm. a numbers game. You know, I get one night off a week. Mm -hmm. uh, and that one night a week, uh, I am, you know, I got to use it to my advantage. But, you know, saying that, this year I went, you know, to the Central Marlowe game and watched uh, Tipton play Central Marlowe for a half. And then for the second half, I went to Lawton High and MacArthur. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, thank you. Well, kind of lost you a little bit there. Well, kind of lost you. There you go. I think it's getting better, you know. Mm -hmm. Eight man, eight man kids are starting to get a better, uh, better chance uh, mm -hmm. at getting seen. I, uh, you know, a personal experience, you know, that I've found. It's not even just eight man. It's it's a small school kid deal where kids in the small school area they they're not as used to uh, competing at mm -hmm. a high level mm -hmm. uh, in the sense of every day they're seeing a kid that's just as good. Mm -hmm. uh, that that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Where when you get to the high, namely you get to the college level, there's a kid just as good or better than you that you're going up against every day. So you know they're going from a big fish in a tiny pond, and now you're an average sized fish in a massive pond. Uh, and I think there's a lot of kids that struggle with that mm -hmm. uh, that adjustment, which you know as a college coach makes it hard sometimes to take an eight man kid that doesn't know how to compete at that level. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Where I yeah. could go get a kid at Allen High School that has been competing at that same level. 
Mm-hmm. So I think I think that you know that's where a lot of the eight man kids get looked over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I you know me now I'm trying to be a big advocate at our program and around. You know when I get an eight man coach asking me, coach, what what do we need to do? Uh, high school kids and eight man they got to go to camps. They got to go get seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every college division two in Oklahoma has a college camp that they host. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got to go get in front of these people. Uh, and simple fact of it's like I said, uh, I'm not, you know, our head coach on Friday night is not going to come to Tipton America. Sure. He's going to go to Oklahoma city, mm-hmm. uh, where if you come to our camp, you're going to be right in front of him. He can't miss you. Mm-hmm. So if you're an athlete, you're an athlete. Yeah. I mean, athletes don't hide. Mm-hmm. They're going to stand out where, you know, so if you can give your best chance, you know, that's that's how an eight-man kid can get looked and uh, not get looked over right. by, by, by getting themselves in front of who they need to get in front of. Yeah, and it seems like that's something that's become more and more prevalent just, you know, just since I've been back in it. I've only been back in coaching for four years, but it's like, you know, kids are always, you know, wondering what – what they need to do to get seen, and that's that seems to be the best way to do it. You know, I mean, I know you can put your highlights out there on, on Huddle and all that, but, you know, yes. actually going to a place and physically working out for someone, <laughs> that that seems to be the, the way to go. Most definitely. Well, I mean, because film lies, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the, you know the, yeah, the old saying of eye in the sky never lies, but when you're recruiting, it does because mm-hmm. – you, you pull up the highlight film, the kid says, oh, I'm 6'2", 175. You see him in person, he's 6'0", 150. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Big difference in when I'm trying to recruit a kid and I'm trying to say, All right, is he big enough to go play corner? Is he big enough to play safety? Or, you know, what's the stature like? Because, you know, as much as we want to say, oh, size doesn't matter, it does. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it point blank does because, you know, I got to – if I put out a 5'9 corner trying to guard a 6'4 receiver, I'm sorry, buddy, but that's a mismatch. <laughs> yeah. And you're going to get you're gonna get exploited at this level. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Now, is coaching something you always wanted to do? It is. Uh, so, it, it's something, you know, with my dad. My dad's been a coach for, I mean, 30 – I think 37 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of my uncles coaching, I – I just love the game. I love sports in general. Uh, I don't care what it is. I just want to coach. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I took a three-year period where I didn't really know if coaching was what I wanted to do. Uh, simple for the fact that I saw how some coaches got drugged through the mud mm-hmm. uh, of a sense of all it takes is for one kid to say, oh, this is what happens. Yeah. You know, right or wrong, whatever the case is. Um, it just put a bad taste in my mouth of, man, you know, someone's career could be ruined just by – uh, one thing being said, uh, so I, I had to sit back and uh, realize, you know, if that's what I really want to do for the rest of my life or, uh, you know, if that's what I wanted my kids. You know, I grew up being a coach's kid, and I went through the, you know, oh, he's on the plane because, you know, you know, coach kid or my sister's on the plane because coach kid or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't know if I wanted to put my kids through that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got back, back to looking at it. You know, that's it's actually a really good life. Uh, yeah. so it's a really good life of a coach kid. You get to be around the players. You get to be around your dad. You're, you know, you're, you're off on the same time. You're Christmas break and everything. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when I went back to Maud with Coach Hayes, I had a really good experience that first year. And then I was I had the opportunity, you know, to be the head coach. 
uh, I just fell in love with just being coaching. Yeah. And being around kids and development, you know. I love high school kids just as much as college because you get to develop kids more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you that. I mean, it's a it's a special time, you know, in kids' lives of age that you can impact on them. I know, you know, for me, that's a big thing to me uh, now in the coach back in the coaching world. I want to be an impact to kids, and that's that's kind of why I love it and why I feel like I I probably always have wanted to be in coaching. I just think I tried to fight it for a couple of years. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, I think I've told this story probably every podcast I've done. It's <laughs> I was working in TV and, and, and radio, and I was my wife told me one day we were watching uh, a football game on, and I was breaking down what the secondary was doing. And she's like, "You've got to stop and go coach because I'm getting tired of listening to it. You know, <laughs> if it's in your blood, it's in your blood. You know." Yep. Now, yep. talk a little bit about going from Maud to Southwestern, how did, how did that come about? So, uh, after I, uh, after my last season there at Maud, we went 10 and two, had a great year, uh, won a district and had a lot of success. Still had some really good players coming back. Uh, but I, I realized that I didn't have my degree and, uh, I was leaving a lot of money on the table. So with, mm-hmm. uh, having my degree, they could only add to me. So, I got to make so much money, and then I make my stipend. So I was going to make like $30,000 a, a year, which, you know, not very much, you know. Yeah, that's tough. Um, and uh, we found out that my wife was pregnant. We're going to have a child. I told my wife uh, and my mom, which happened to be my superintendent at the time, I got to do whatever it takes to get my degree. Uh, at that time, I didn't I didn't really know about playing co- or coaching college ball. I was just thinking – we gotta do whatever it takes to go finish. Mm-hmm. Uh, just that's that is what it is. And, uh, I had a, a buddy of mine that I got in contact with. He said, "Man, you ever thought about trying to go college ball uh, and then finish your degree while you're doing it, and try to get your school paid for?" It? And so I made a couple phone calls and a couple of uh, couple of interviews and fell into the uh, Southwest Oklahoma role with Coach Kirkland uh, on a phone and. Uh, had a couple connections uh, into him, his program, and they had a slot open. So I interviewed him. Uh, kind of broke up on me a little bit there. It, I took a huge pay cut. I mean, I went from 30000 to I'm only I'm making $620 a month. Ooh, that's tough. That, that's pretty tough. Yep, kind of broke up a little bit again on me there. We'll be right back. Okay, and we're back with Coach White. Uh, yeah, so you know, I went from making thirty thousand to making six fifty a month, and had to had to make some changes in life uh, just to make sure you know I got whatever uh, it took you know to to make that that degree happen. And you know, I we took that risk, and I graduated in May. Uh, you know, I I got hired on you know again. With my new head coach here at Southwestern, he wants me to stay, uh, being a running backs coach. Uh, and I'm excited about that opportunity. You know, we got more money out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a little, little bit of advance. Uh, so I feel like, you know, uh, my situation's going the right direction. Everything happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, with, with good things, you always got to have a sacrifice. Uh, so that's that's kind of my how I got from the mod to Southwestern and 
my why, you know, what was the main reason, you know, I got to, I want to provide for my child, sure. uh, my wife or for the future. And, uh, you know, in the coaching industry, if you want to be a coach, you got to have a degree. Yeah. And I don't care where you're at. You know, you got to have it. So uh, we're making it happen. Yeah. Now is, or when you get your degree, are you going to, have you kind of fallen in love with the college game or do you think you're going to go back to high school? Well, you know, right now I have, you know, I do really like the college game. Uh, doesn't mean I'm not interested in some high school jobs. I've, I have applied at some high school jobs, uh, but you know, until, until the time being, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy, happy and set where I'm at. I don't want to take any jobs where I feel like I'm going backwards in my career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to, you know, wherever it is, I want to advance, uh, not a, you know, step backward, step lateral. I want to uh, continue to, you know, get to my end goal. Uh, you know, I want to be a head coach again, but I want to be a head coach at a bigger level. Uh, you know, if that's either a, a high school, big school level, or uh, you know, maybe at the college level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, right now, you know, I'm staying at Southwestern. Yeah. Uh, I am the, the running backs coach, and uh, I'm uh, I'm excited about what we have going on over here right now. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I mean, and that's always a, a scary decision to make, you know, because you, you get so comfortable at one spot and you just don't know. You, you know what I mean? I mean, that, that's, a, yes. that's always a tough decision to make. Most, most definitely. You know, and I think a lot of people, the decision is uh, if you go back to high school, can you get back to the college? Mm-hmm. Or if you go to the college, you know, is it easy to get back to the high school game? And, uh, you know, I think uh, nowadays the door is starting to open up a little bit more for people that, you know, if they do want to come from the high school game to the college, uh, if you do have success and you do, you know, have success in the long run, it, you're seeing it happen. Uh, you know, there was a head coach down in Dallas just recently got a job uh, at Nebraska being a recruiting coordinator. Uh, you know, that's a hotbed. Dallas takes the hotbed. So, of course, you can go find a head coach out of Dallas that knows everybody and uh, connections, and they're going to hire them. Uh, so, you know, I don't think nowadays that door's shut. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think the door is starting to open up more to where uh, high school coaches are, are able to get out. They do want to go back to the college level and vice versa. You know, I think uh, there's, you know, we, you know, because you're in the, the high school level, people are hiring, people, people are hiring people left and right like crazy. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the high school, high school level, everyone needs coaches. Yeah. I mean, there's just not enough of them out there. And, you know, and I, and I think that people are, you know, you saying that about not being a lot of them out there, and I think a lot of people anymore are starting to put more. It, it just, you know, you've always you always hear of schools being more academically, you know, yes. they move more towards that. But I think I'm seeing more of people wanting to get good coaching staffs, not yes. just you know they they care about their athletic programs at the high school level. And I think that's that's mm-hmm. that's refreshing to see because you know there's so many places that. They just like they just want to put people out there and you know send the kids out there to give them something to do, not necessarily worry about yes. being good at it. And I, I think I'm, it's a it's a good trend. I think I'm seeing where people are wanting to focus more on their athletic programs. Most definitely, I would agree with that. Now, Most definitely. going this is one thing I noticed. My, I took my my middle son on a like a recruiting trip uh, back during this past season, and I noticed like. I, I, it'd been a long time since I'd been to anything like that. And I noticed, like, a big part of what the coaches were doing. I was just expecting to, you know, sit there and hear this spiel from somebody that's, you know, just somebody on staff that's 
not really a coach, but every single coach, you know, even up to the head coach came through and was visiting all the athletes. And this was right before a game, you know, and yeah. I was like, I could not, as a coach, I was like, I could not imagine that because I'm probably as much in the playing mode as the players are whenever a game's going. Yeah. I couldn't be, you know, smiling and shaking hands like that mm-hmm. before a game. I mean, what what kind of adjustments was it for you going from the high school ranks to, to the college ranks and, and having to be involved in stuff like that? Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you. So, it's uh, when you get to the fall fall camp and you're – you're recruiting, you're scout breakdown, you're watching film, you're, you're practice planning. It, it's crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, our Saturdays, uh, our Saturdays are intense. You know, I give you an example. I'll, I'll run, run it. You know, and at home, uh, say we have a six o'clock t- uh, kickoff. Uh, I mean, you're going to get there at six o'clock, sweep the field, and you're going to finish your practice plan, which by that or your, your game plan, which by that time our game plan is pretty much finished. Mm-hmm. The only thing we're doing is printing off uh, papers and printing off everything that we need for the box and uh, getting everything set, you know, for that day. Um, and then, you know, you get a time where you get to relax a lot, you know, kind of between there and then crew showing up. Or up you know, between one. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of lost you a little bit there again. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I got you. Now I got you. <laughs> uh, recruiting is the, the lifeline of a college of a college uh, college team, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those those game day visits are extremely important to our whole staff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you talk about, you know, it's it's crazy, you know, when you're to, to think that we're going to sit there and shake, spend time with these kids, and then we're going to go coach the game. Well, you know, we know good and well that you know we don't do that. We're not gonna have a, a good team yeah. in the future, mm-hmm. and so uh, that's as much as important to us as it is even kicking the ball off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we spend so much time at the college game, what I did in the high school game of film breakdown and analytics and how to, you know, adjustments and everything. Uh, like weeks in advance, like. Oh, she kind of broke up on me a little bit there. There you oh. go. Got me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thought I had you. Damn. There you go. Right, boop, boop. Uh, <laughs> that's a, that's, that's I'm sorry. One, no, man, that's a wonderful thing to say. <laughs> uh, so what I was saying, uh, I think I got you back. You good? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, no, I, uh, you know. Oh, uh, the way. you get yeah, no, that, now I got you. Now I got you. It comes and goes, comes and goes. <laughs> I think uh, I'm, I'm kind of in a weird area right here by El Reno, and I'll get service in just a second. Yeah. Uh, I should be good now. Yeah, you're clear now. You got me? Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, the big difference of high school to college, you know, for me, uh, it's a amount of preparation before you even get to game week. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, we're two weeks in advance of, you know, breaking down film and uh, analytics, the ins and outs and all that stuff to where when we get to that Saturday, it's really not that stressful. It's just really busy. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, it's from the time you get there to the time you're done breaking down 12 o'clock at night, breaking down the game, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, when – 
when you talk about having that mindset of game mindset and recruiting mindset, you're in the recruiting mindset the whole time mm-hmm. until right before kickoff. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a little bit different in that sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, for us, our recruits are on the sidelines during our warm-ups. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I mean, we're still, like, you know, dabbing them up, talking to them, you know, mm-hmm. kind of joking around with them. It's simple. You know, I want them to have a good relationship with us because, you know, if they don't have a good relationship or the parents don't have a good relationship, they're not going to trust me to take care of their kids when sure. they get to me. Sure. Uh, and so, you know, those that recruiting day, you know, those days were those days are important to us. Yeah. Uh, I know here at Southwestern. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I bet it's something you kind of get used to the more you do it, you know. Yeah. But it was just, man, I, I, that was more – you know, supposed to be kind of paying attention to what you know is going on recruiting wise, and I'm sitting there watching the coaches. Like, man, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do that or not. You know? Yeah. No, it's a. It, it was a big adjustment in the sense of just time management. But mm-hmm. like I said, we're so prepared before we even get to the game that you know at that point it's who's got the Jimmys and the Joes. It's not as much of the yeah. the other. I mean, you can you can put them in the right place, right time, but. Are they gonna make the play? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, for us, absolutely. So, uh, it's not as you know as stressful. And now it's it gets pretty tight. You know, you know the last hour or so right before, but uh, just like any other sport. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's not as bad as what it what it seems. Yeah. Now being in the college game and, and on the recruiting trail like you are, and seeing athletes from different states, what would you say? Is the state of the Oklahoma athlete compared to other states? The like just a normal athlete in Oklahoma compared to everybody else. Yeah, gonna, I, I will tell you one thing that Oklahoma has. Uh, you know, we recruit. Oklahoma's got a lot of big, big old linemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a, I mean, that's a bread and butter for us. That, you know, we we really try to recruit offensive linemen from Oklahoma. Uh, you know, we recruit athletes as well, but. Uh, it seems like Oklahoma just has a lot of a lot of really good old linemen right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the skill side of it, you know, we got really good skills here in Oklahoma as well. Uh, I just think it's a little bit different uh, uh, in the sense of who they're going up against mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Sure. Uh, it's not that they don't have the capabilities. It's like I talked about earlier. It's just they're not going up against a five-star receiver every day. Yeah. Uh, totally. That. You know that makes much sense. Which mm-hmm. I don't. We don't put a lot of stock in those stars. Stars don't really mean that much. I mean, even at the D one level, you talk you know, a lot of those guys. Always oh, they're getting a five star. No, I mean the difference of a five star and a four star is maybe two inches. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It may be a six four and a six two, yeah. and they got all the same intangibles. I mean that's that's your that's your big difference of that side of it. So uh, you know Oklahoma, you got a lot of hard nosed kids. Uh, I know right now on our on our team we got a we got a group of kids from Jones, Oklahoma. Uh, we got three of them from Jones. That I mean, if you sit there and I, you ask me what are those Jones kids like, they're hard nosed kids. Mm-hmm. They're gonna grind every day. They're gonna show up on time. They're gonna do what it takes. Uh, and that's one thing you know that I feel like it's been you know pretty true with most Oklahoma kids. Uh, you know, and also saying that we've also had some busts out of Oklahoma in the sense of. Uh, Kids are so close to home that it's easy for them to get homesick, sure. and they go home. You know, they, they leave. You know, last year we had we had four kids in the middle of the year. Just no, I mean, I'm just not gonna do it. I mean, I think it's a, a it's a 
a deal of two things. You know, one, you don't have, you're not going against top of the talent every day mm-hmm. in high school to where now you are. And then two, you know, it's easy to go home, see mama and get that mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah. Stay home. Absolutely. You know? yeah. uh, that, that's the only, you know, that's the thing. Uh, I know our news, our staff right now, we are very uh, driven in getting Oklahoma kids. Uh, I know Coach McCoy, he's a Frederick boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a, he graduated from Frederick, Oklahoma, and was an All-American in Southwestern. And I know uh, we had a staff meeting the other day about recruiting him. I know Oklahoma's a, a main priority for us uh, with this new staff. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, y'all will be seeing uh, us, uh, Southwestern staff, out, out and about in the state in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, getting seen. We want, we want to get Oklahoma kids. Yeah. And, man, I've, I've always kind of thought that about recruiting and just, you know, I, I think once they get to that, you know, past that first year, but it is such a – just a crapshoot, you know. I mean, they're yeah. eight, 17, 18, 19-year-old kids, you know, that most of them, like you were saying, never been away from home. So, it, it's – I couldn't imagine, you know. I mean, you put so much stock into getting these kids and then you get them there and then you're like, you hope they stay. It's almost like a, it's almost yeah. like that, you know. Now I got one final question for you. Uh, I always try to kind of throw people off on this one. Going back to uh, high school football, in your opinion, who was the most impressive eight-man football dynasty and program? Morrison in the '90s, Shattuck, or Tipton? Um, when I was in high school, it was Shattuck. Yeah. When I was in high school, I mean, that's all you ever heard about. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Shattuck, Shattuck beat us my junior year, and nobody thought that they would even been there. I mean, mm-hmm. you go back and ask people about that that year, that 2011 year. Uh, <laughs> that year, you had a, a Temple team that was unbelievably good. I mean, mm-hmm. they were massive. They're yeah. huge. I mean, they came to Tipton in 45 in regular season. Yeah. And then, you know, they get upset by Shattuck in the semifinals. They're up 20-something at half, and then Shattuck came back and beat them. Uh, yeah. It's just a tradition thing. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Shattuck's got it. Every year, you're in, you're out. I mean, doesn't matter, Class B, uh, Class C. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be they're gonna be there. Uh, you know, Morrison, I, I, hear, I hear stories. I mean, I'm at that age. I, I'm kind of at the in-between age, so I don't really understand, you know, the magnitude of how good Morrison really was. But, you know, I used to listen to Kerbo and Coach Thompson and, uh, Coach Bean, some of those guys talk about how how impressive they really were, uh, and uh, I, I mean that I, I would have to say Shattuck uh, back then. You know, uh, now you know I am a Tipton boy, so I'm gonna say Tipton now. So yeah, it's very the the run that we're on is really impressive. But uh, I mean, it's kind of like I said, Shattuck did Class C and Class B, yeah. so that that's pretty impressive. You know, and uh, I think another. A program that's coming up, you know, that's not really coming up. It's been good here lately. Laverne. I mean, I don't know their True. run, but yeah. I know that they've been good year in, year out, every year. Yeah, You're going to see Laverne. Laverne is yet. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's the crazy thing, man. It's like every year it's like, you know, hey, this thing <laughs> and B or I get in C too, you know. It's like there's always going to be someone up from north northwest that's going to be there in the end one or two or shoot i remember one a couple of years ago it was three of the four were in b or were in out of that out of that district you know it's just crazy it's just crazy 
Well, Coach, man, I uh, appreciate you being on, and we will uh, definitely be keeping up with Southwestern football, and good luck to you guys in the future. Thanks to Coach White for being on the podcast today, and thank you for listening. A new episode comes out every Sunday on your favorite podcasting site. You can also find links to the podcast on the Kenny and the Coaches Facebook page. And if you're on Twitter, just search at Kenny Coaches. And remember, don't forget, that's K-E-N-N-E-Y and the Coaches. Until next time.